Hello, welcome back to the Mildly Forged Boomer Show podcast thingy, my bubble whatever, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I'm Nero, aka Ironforge. I'm joined by Matthew, aka Big Boomer. Yo. Yeah, and then uh, joined by Hassan, aka Mildly Creative. Hello. And we're joined by Jake Hodgkiss, aka Vulcan. Hello. Right, okay, so... Man, this is uh, going to be a big episode, I won't lie. It's a lot of stuff. Uh, where do we begin, honestly? Uh, I'll open it up. Order, go in order. Alright, okay, fine. Uh, esports, lol, XD. Back to square one again. <laughs> Literal lol. Yeah, League of Legends, Worlds, XD. Uh, <laughs> who do you think we're going to win, guys? I swear. <laughs> I mean... Probably it's either, so. it's, it's either, well, for Worlds, it's either yeah. EDG or SKTT1, honestly. Yeah. I don't see it being anybody else. Maybe a Chinese team, who knows. But they will, but uh, to be honest, they haven't done, they haven't won in ages, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of the Korean teams just tend to do better these days, to be I honest. I say this like, as an EU fan, specifically a Fnatic fan. The EU teams aren't looking good, even in like plans. Not not this time around. Uh, anyway, yeah. last year it's it was. Oh, Fnatic like four and zero at the moment. Uh, they're oh, three they one. They lost last night. Yeah. Oh, they lost last night. Okay. They lost to Loud, <laughs> by the way, a Brazilian team. You know, from a minor region. So it says much about how um, us not scrimming is uh, detrimental to us playing at once. Quite a big team, don't they? No, no. Yeah. The, the issue is right. Um, like the Korean teams never want to scrim. Mm. Yeah, they they, they don't like scrimming with uh, teams outside of Korea because they don't get anything out of it. Because yeah. compared to them, EU is just less skilled, unfortunately. Yeah. And like by scrimming with the EU, they're giving the EU teams an advantage, right? Because mm. they they're getting better by playing against better opponents. So yeah. realistically speaking, they have absolutely no reason to agree to scrim, right? Yeah. So the only the only region really that EU can probably scrim against is NA. And well, <laughs> I don't think I need to talk about that. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like region wise, NA fair. is just like it's been all right recently. Yeah, it's just yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Hass, you said your predictions are EDG or T1, or yep. a, a Chinese team. I'm pretty much going to say the exact same. It's, it's going to be like DWG or like T1 or a Chinese team like EDG. Uh, what do you think? I'm Matt? still going. I'm still going G2. Really? Still going G2. That's yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't really see the like mm. the Asian teams and the European teams play against each other enough yeah. to know the difference. Uh, to be fair, but... given the uh, given the amount of times they have lost, uh, like an you know an Asian team has won. Mm. Like what? When was the last time a European team won? Like what? Twenty fourteen. Worlds specifically. Yeah, worlds obviously. But like, yeah, twenty fourteen. No, twenty eleven. My bad. Fnatic. Yeah, was it twenty eleven? Literally Jesus the only Christ, title he's yeah. gotten at Worlds. Yeah, Fnatic. But it, it, some Damn. people argue it doesn't count as a World Championship because. Uh, the Asian teams weren't there, but you know. Well, it'll either be G, it'll either be Gen G or it'll be G two. Yeah, it's gonna be one or two. Um, I don't think and, anybody uh, else. Will Jake doesn't watch leagues, so looks like you're missing. You're not missing out much, I won't lie. 
It's pretty depressing. Anyway. Uh, so whereabouts are we in Worlds, really? Because I've not had a chance to watch myself recently. We are still in Planes at the moment. We're in Planes Day 4. As of recording this, this is the 2nd of October, 2022. So, oh, nice. yeah. And then uh, Group Stage should be in a few days, I think. Yeah. So, I don't know. we got that to look forward to. Uh, like these Korean teams versus other Korean teams, yeah, it looks yeah. like a, there's a skill gap, but you'd never really know. Mm. These these European teams could be just better prepared, better prepared for these sort of things. I don't really know, to be honest. Yeah, I don't uh, know until it happens. Just going off like uh, the way that orgs usually work, uh, a lot of people that play on these Korean teams have to be at a specific level in solo queue. Mm. Otherwise, yeah. um, you know, they'll get shouted at by the coach or whatever. So like, yeah. um. Just before Worlds, you'll see people like Faker, like Ghost, sat there in solo queue, right? Pest and weird shit, right? Mm. Uh, to be fair, they all play on, like, super elo boosted accounts, so they're always in, like, Master and above, right? Yeah. But, like, like, it's a good way to get your players to, like, polish their skills, and so the better EU players will also do the same. Mm. They'll be playing high-level solo queue, just like, you know practicing new strats and like you know new, new builds and all that with items yeah uh yeah. the conversation on uh i'm not sure if we talked about this in the past but um do you genuinely think eu and na are behind not not just in league in general but like in esports in general like behind behind uh and no. yes eu less so eu right, eu yeah. dominate EU dominate like um, FPS yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah like CS, Valorant. Valorant. Yeah. Um, Valorant, Valorant meh. Korea are better at the strategy games, the MOBA, no, yeah, 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 sort of Starcraft, all that Dota, kind of stuff, yeah. right? Stuff like they that. are just better at that. That's flat. I mean, the Russians are pretty good at Dota as well, uh, but uh, like, comparatively. The only game that NA dominate is Rocket League. And That's Halo, pretty much, pretty much yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, like Halo doesn't have games. much of a scene. Yeah. Halo doesn't really have much of a scene anymore anyway. Yeah, right? it's pretty much it's dying. Of, yeah. uh, I'd argue, though, in terms of countries that are behind in Europe, I know. I would say the UK, weirdly. I don't know why. Oh, dude, we have, like, negative pro players. Like, exactly. I don't yeah, think exactly. we have... A, we literally we have, have like, nothing. Yeah, infrastructure-wise, we have nothing. We have two max. <laughs> the Valorant scene isn't too bad for UK players. Well, yeah, yeah you got, like, moment. Fnatic, Boaster, and Mystic, but Mystic's benched anyway. But, like, Fnatic's more yeah. focused on building an international European roster, if that makes sense. Oh, oh, yeah. The best yeah. overall, especially in Europe, is probably Denmark. They have like, yeah, Den- like Danish they, players. Like the Nordic dominate. regions of EU definitely have quite the best infrastructure for of, esports. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd argue. Uh, yeah, Eastern amount of German players as well. I've noticed. Yeah, it, it's yeah. weird if you think about it. How niche being an esports fan is in the UK? It's really niche. Like God. Like, yeah. yeah. Like it's just such a small community in the UK as well, and like, what we don't even have universities that do like esports degrees and stuff. It's kind of ironic, really. Yeah. I wouldn't want that as a degree personally, anyway. Well, yeah, but um, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that, but like, trying to compare that to like America and like other European. Yeah, here's a degree in being good at League of Legends. It's like yeah. that's a fucking that. such a useless degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, they do a quote-unquote gaming degree. But like, yeah. I know. Such a useless degree, and I pity anyone who does that degree. I'm sorry. But... I actually know. We actually know someone who does, but I'm not going to say his name. Ah, oh, right. Okay. No doxing. All right. Nice. Uh, right. Yeah. I'd argue. Um, uh, what was I trying to think of? Uh, West. Uh, the UK is so behind in esports, and I do genuinely believe, personally, esports is the future. <laughs> it's just depends. Yeah. It depends. Some some of it's dying down. Yeah. I mean. Well, well, you got like football teams like what Barker FC that have like um, uh, League of Legends team in like Superliga, and then what uh, fucking thingy, Manchester uh, United Wol- and City don't have anything like in relation to that. Schalke 04 Wol- literally had a, a spot in the LEC Sh- until like last year. So yeah, yeah. Schalke. Yeah. I mean, uh, Wolves, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers still support a uh, Asian team, uh, and they sponsor Evil Geniuses. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's not much. I'd argue these teams should be doing esports themselves and not free walks if they really want to like tap into a new market, which you know has the oh, potential to grow. Teams. The problem what? is right; it's not easy to make a brand new team, mm. especially with esports, right? Because a lot yeah. of the a lot of the like upper league players are not interested in joining new and upcoming teams for the most part, right? And they're already in, like, established seen, teams. Yeah, yeah, right. We've seen a few new teams pop up and get a lot of support. Like, yeah. uh, you know. New teams pop up all the time. They just need the players, really. They just need the players, and yeah. a lot of players are unwilling to ditch their paychecks. A lot of cash, yeah. And, like, you've got your established orgs, like Fnatic, G2, what, Liquid, uh, you know, all have, like, massive infrastructure behind them and funding. And... I kind of get that with like. Well, all you, all you really need is just a main. All you need is a main office and a wad of cash, and you can build an esports team. Like, yeah. any, uh, it's any, the any same with football these. teams. Like, just yeah, IRL, exactly, right? Yeah. Like, um, well, as long as you've bit, got the stadium and the players. Some billionaire gets bored, buys a football team, imports a bunch of players, and <laughs> yeah. they win a bunch. Like, yeah, yeah. Same scenario, like, really, right? If I, had, if I had a couple million quid tomorrow, I could just buy like an office complex and. Uh, I could probably just fucking buy out like shroud I mean, and all these you've people seen, uh, and build a Valorant. Have you heard yeah, of uh, yeah. most esports? Right, like fucking most critical just set up his own esports organization a while. <laughs> really? I mean, oh, yeah. Like he's running it at a loss, but like he makes so much money, he doesn't even mind, right? Yeah. And like he he hosts like uh, he's really into like the Smash pro mm. league scene. Yeah. So he hosts a lot of the uh, pro Smash tournaments now. It's mm. actually quite cool. Right, okay. Um, and, like, he's been doing, like, Rocket League stuff as well, if I remember yeah. right. Right, putting a temporary wrap on esports. Uh, uh, let's get to the fun topics we were going to do. So, oh, uh, no. <laughs> everyone here hates the Conservatives at this point, let's be real. Uh, yeah, what, l- the next topic is literally Liz Truss and the economy. And uh, the topic is how to stop another Boris Johnson, uh, which is my nice little legal area. Because uh, I, yeah. But like, <laughs> I love how today she she admitted to be mm. jumping the gun on her fucking budget, right? Yeah, making yeah, a yeah. mistake. Oh, because the, the market crash we just had is actually entirely her fault, yeah. right? Yeah. What moron within like <laughs> two days of being in charge goes... Uh, here's a budget I made up. Did you consult every member of your cabinet? No. No, of course not. Mm-hmm. 
I was literally her and the other dude. He's he's yeah. so unimportant. I forgot his fucking name. Quasi Quasi. Quasi. Well, yeah, Kami Quasi. Yeah, I love Kami Quasi. Kami Quasi. Campbell's new uh, term. I've uh, like, coined. Just yeah. the fact they yeah. acted like they didn't know why the market crashed when it did for a few days. <laughs> it's, it's just mind blowing, dude. You announce a drop in taxes, and so you know the yeah. value of. The currency drops. Fucking duh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm back they, up now. Slightly. They drop taxes for the top one percent the most as well. That's the piss take. Come on. Jay. So obviously we have yeah. less money. Yeah. People's faith drops <laughs> in the pound. And mm. Pounds value therefore drops because people stop using it as a trade. Yeah, damn, it's always like it's real wacky, <laughs> yeah. right? I don't even studied economics and I can see the fucking pattern. Yeah. Okay. Like. All right. Okay. Everyone's it's opinion impressive. here, Jake. You're awfully quiet again. Okay. We we need some uh, yeah juicy I've, shit. Yeah, I've been reading articles about it. Actually, really get some of those because the people who'll take the slack from all these tax cuts, the plebs, just mm. the average working man, yeah, will have to pay for these tax cuts. People who barely have enough money to get by have mm. to pay for these constant tax cuts for Liz Truss, ma- Liz Truss's mates. Yeah. Why? Why do we accept this oh, every fucking time? Because uh, it's, well, you just... know, it's what we get for voting in Tories, really. I won't lie, but you know, the, well, the promise the of Brexit is... was uh, incredible. Ugh. Over the over the last like while, like over the last say like ten years, there's not really been any op- opposition. Yeah. Well, um, Jeremy I would Corbyn. argue <laughs> at the moment that there wasn't, there isn't really that much of a opposition it's just the fact that everyone's quite a lot of people are going towards labor because it's their only option to get rid of this fucking awful government Mm. which i i agree we need to probably lean in that direction Mm. um i just don't understand their logic behind anything they're doing at the moment it's just the conservatives yeah it's they're, very they're, illogical. It, they're it, giving more money to everyone, so they'll spend it, but yet they don't realise that even if they do spend it, they're only going to get, what, 20% of that back or something like that in taxes and sort yeah. of stuff like that. And, like, what, the, um, these rich billionaires that they're giving tax cuts to, I'm sorry, they're just going to be smog from fucking The Hobbit and just hoard all the fucking gold in Erebor. No, literally. It, we're we're going to do the exact same, because the price of living has gone up. We're not going to be spending it going out in shops or spending yeah, this extra exactly. quick money. It's going to go straight to the fucking uh, to power and like you know, gas and electric and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But they could have yeah. quite easily have... I would have rather have lost an extra £100 a year mm. or £200 a year by them raising taxes, them getting all of that money and then putting that money into sort of fixing the energy crisis we've currently got going. But in fact, they've just fucked themselves out of more money and then mm. putting us in a worse yeah. position as civilians. Yeah. It's just... It's, it's I don't dumb. understand yeah. the logic there. And then to completely write out a windfall tax that a lot of the companies actually approved and said, do it, because we don't need all this profit. A lot of the companies, yeah. Apple, Amazon, they've all said, do a windfall tax. They're making huge profits, and it'll help the country. These, But these we need people can't... to spend money so we can actually still do business, yeah. And by yeah. the way, what Liz Truss has done is basically done political suicide. Like, let's be real. She's pretty In much lost the next week, election yeah. at this rate. Unless something and I mean, awful like, happens. I don't know if you guys heard about the, like, a lot of trust fund people were putting bets on whether the pound would drop in value. <laughs> like, oh, no. 
No. And they, they got a lot of money about it, so the government launched an investigation, I'll put in quotation mm. marks, yeah. into, like, whether they got the information early. Mm. No, they didn't. They <laughs> just thought about it. just stupid fucking movements. Yeah, <laughs> like... I don't know, man. It's just really funny that, like, everyone knew this wasn't going to go well as soon as she got in charge. Yeah. But, like, it's that whole, we had two garbage options anyway, because, like, let's be honest, I don't think Rishi would have done much better anyway. He's probably even a more of a moron than she is, right? Just looking yeah. at his policies and stuff. Yeah. But he wouldn't have I would single-handedly... Just, yeah, so yeah. would I. He wow. wouldn't have single-handedly destroyed the country in two weeks. We don't know. <laughs> He could have done that, but just looking at it like from what we saw of him, I like mm. I like him a lot less than I liked Trust, right? Not I mean, that I like Trust to begin with, right? Yeah. I know they're all Tories, but like in comparison, I would have argued Rishi Sunak is probably the less lesser evil out of the two. That's fair. That's like fair. it's pretty much picking between Sauron and fucking Morgoth. There's no difference whatsoever. They're just <laughs> equally bad. Like, I'm using Lord of the Ring references here because I've just been playing way too much Shadow of Mordor. Like, bad example to be fair, given Morgoth, like you, you know, the scary boy. It's like picking yeah. between the devil and God. They're both evil motherfuckers. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah real talk, if God exists... Oof. Oh, well, can't wait to have that conversation. He's oh, an evil right. bastard. Uh, right, uh, I was going on to a nice, amazing topic that I kind of added. Uh, it's basically how to stop another, another Boris Johnson, and most of it stems around the idea that our constitution, very weird, legally speaking... Uh, we should codify some of that stuff like um, cabinet responsibility and whatnot, and like ministerial responsibility. I'd argue that has to be into law, personally, just to stop this ever happening again, because you will just end up with another list trust situation, which is so fun. I don't know. I just I feel like it should be written somewhere that yeah. if there's going to be a change in prime minister, it should go to a general, general election. election. Yeah. At this point, it's it's bordering on dictatorship. That yeah. the fact that yeah. only a small minority of conservative voters and the party itself get to actually vote on who the new prime minister is. Yeah, and it's not democratic whatsoever. Yeah, no, because not like a lot. Probably the majority of the country didn't want either of them to, but exactly. we had no say in it. Yeah, and just like like saying we've not had we've not had a prime minister finish his term, finish <laughs> their term in like 10 years since the um, Cameron Clegg coalition yeah it's so it's it's just it's bordering it, it's getting out of a democracy there and more into like, like yeah uh, not di- like, yeah, oh, dictatorship yeah. or like bordering on like um what's the nice word oligarchy yeah, yeah it seems yeah. like that so it's like you're getting like two options really it's like we're getting a new prime minister but uh you get two choices both of them are the exact same with the exact same moral values and have the exact same policies. Yeah. So nothing will change. Mm. Um, I, I, I wish they would call a general election. They won't now they know that they're going to lose. Like They're yeah. just going to ride it out. But mm. I, I, She's going to lose the support of a party and I'm surprised she hasn't yeah. already. It's so yeah. oligarchical. Like, it's, it's like that. The, the Conservative Party are pretty much just the only people with power. And that just annoys me. It's why I'm arguing, like, the Constitution has to change in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Yeah, to start off with, with what Matthew said, one, general election if you get, if the Prime Minister resigns. Two, uh, there has to be some form of um, 
cabinet like the co- the cabinet code has to be put into law somewhere just to mm. you know put some sort of enforcement mechanisms on parliament mm. you know, we know we talk about parliament is sovereign but like what the government can do whatever it wants it's stupid collect a cabinet responsibility there has to be another thing in there like genuinely the, the one thing i respect say stop another boris johnson but when boris johnson got into power the, like the second thing that he did was to call a general election to mm. prove that he still had the uh, the support of the nation which he won by yeah. a landslide well I, I agree with you it was the will of the people to vote him in obviously but like, yeah exactly yeah. he did the right thing there and mm. fair play to him but, but i would take yeah. i would take boris back over liz any day but my issue with UK politics is most of it being conventions and not actual law. Is it is uh, right? The, okay, I need to explain what conventions are. They're they're basically gentlemanly agreements, and I find that stupid as a concept for politics. Like politics has to be governed by rules in some way, shape, or form. And if it's all based on gentlemanly agreements, well, guess what? You're going to get people like Boris Johnson who break those all the time. That's my main issue with it. The main big problem I found with British politics at the moment, and it's the one thing that has been really pissing me off at the moment, is mm. we vote in um, for uh, members of our local constituencies. Yeah, they're meant to be representing us. They're meant to be um, doing or saying what we feel as a constituency. Yeah, yeah. But they don't. They they become a member of parliament and then they do whatever they fucking want in in parliament. Mm. It's like say Chris Green is our local. Ah, you know, uh, um, I knew you were going to say that nice name, Chris Green. Yes, I've heard Chris everyone. Green. In, I've heard everyone in West Horton doesn't not like him in way, shape, or form. So yeah, yeah, because the thing is, is that like. Around our local community, we have a lot of like support for free school meals and all this mm. sort of stuff. Just using yeah. it as one example, and obviously Chris Green is our local MP. Yeah, seeing that he should know that our constituency wants to go forward with like free school meals over summer and all this sort of stuff yeah. to help our local community. Mm. But yet he would go and he would vote against free school meals, um, mm-hmm. and that he like if our constituency didn't want Liz Truss, he would still vote for Liz Truss because it's him. It, yeah. It's just Chris Green. It's the Chris Green show. There's no <laughs> exactly it's yeah. Same for every, you may see on in, in a prime minister's questions one MP stand up and say, you know, my constituents are worried about this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah. But you will never get more than that. And usually they'll actually be like Labour or Lib Dems. They won't be Conservatives. Yeah, because the backbench is all about pandering to the government pretty much to try and get funding support for like a school or something, and then the government can threaten yeah. to like cut funding to said school or whatever. On based on not voting a certain way on a government policy, which is again stupid. It's just the one thing that really annoys me because yeah. they're, they're voted in to to do do right by their constituency mm. to to say what they, the, his constituents, the people who he represents in the parliament, that's what his job is. It's not just based um, on the actual Conservative manifesto. Yeah, it's based on actual yeah. local issues as well. Yeah, yeah, but he won't do anything like that. None of them will. Mm. They they will just go and they'll it, they'll just it's them that's it yeah their own ideology yeah which i think is very wrong that's again it's not a democracy <laughs> no matter who you vote for yeah. Yeah. yeah whoever you vote for they're going to put their opinions before their actual you know their constituents who they're representing mm. who voted him in yeah but yet we're fucking stupid enough to keep voting him in <laughs> yeah so right uh Anything else to add, guys? Apart from me and Matthew just going on a nice, like, five-minute rant about this. Yeah. Like, genuinely. Hello? They're both falling asleep. You were going to say something, Joe. No, I was just to say I agree with all, all Matthew's points, though. Hmm. Yeah. 
it do like make that, a lot of sense. But I feel like that's that, that's the thing with a lot of places, not just the UK. Once MPs well, gets get uh, get into office, they just go on their own career path and just mm. forget what the point. Well, it's their worse job in is. America. Like, yeah, it's so oh, careerist in America. Well, Can I be honest? Well, politicians are the same everywhere you go. Yeah. Well, I would argue that in America, yes, it's, it's a worse democratic system. It's beyond stupid that yeah. one area. It's of not the country, a democracy. Yeah, that one area of the country would be worth more in terms of votes than another one. It mm. just makes no sense. Yeah. Um, well, however, you can just buy out. MPs. You well, can it's a lot it. more about lobbying over there than yeah, it is yeah, appealing that, to yeah, the that's, people. That's what I was on about. You can. You can look at it in like in in their terms mm. that although it may be fucked up and it may be a complete mess, they do have like their um their own governments within each state, yeah. which um they still have controls over their laws. You see, you have multiple states in the U.S. Mm. that will have legalized weed, a lot of them that won't, and that'll all be voted on by the people who live in those states, which is mm. yeah. You've got state yeah. law and then you've got yeah, national state, law, and federal the US. law, yeah. Yeah. Which is oh, good, federal, and I completely yeah. agree with that. Because, say, like, if uh, Greater Manchester wanted something different from Liverpool mm. or from Merseyside, they, 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 sh- yeah. they should be able to but do the it. The demographics of people living in each area is different, so, yeah. like, it does make sense that different places would have different laws to accommodate the different people. Yeah. But in mm. the same vein of things, not having consistent law causes a lot of problems when you're trying yeah. to prosecute yeah. people. Yeah. Because, you know... If someone commits a crime and then crosses state lines where that's not a crime, um, you have to go through the federal system to have them expedited to the state you want to prosecute them. Well, I'd argue a good example of a country that's very similar to ours but does a federal system is Australia. Like, has its own federal police force, Australian National Police. But, like, the state laws are morally restricted to, like, local issues and not necessarily criminal law, which I'd argue is better. Yeah, but you've... The, the actual government laws, obviously, it wouldn't be on a major scale, yeah. like the crimes and stuff, because the, the actual government laws across the entire country would supersede anything the council said. Yeah, well, it's like how the state of Victoria in Australia will, you know, have one certain law, and it'll be completely different to New South Wales. It's, yeah. Which I, of course, yeah. if, if the government didn't agree with that, the actual, like, say, like, strike it down. Yeah. human rights or anything like that, it would all... It would be supersedes, wouldn't it? Yeah, like all the yeah. main laws. So, yeah. But yeah, it's an interesting a bad idea legal theory. In theory, yeah. in practice, it, you run into a lot of problems. Uh, that yeah. You, you, yeah, it's not that they can't be resolved. It's just they're a bit of a pain sometimes, and it's why um, a lot of the times with justice systems like that, people get away with a lot more crimes. Yeah, I think it's more towards the point that uh, obviously, if you think of like the states, I know they're huge, and the, the one mm. like some states are bigger than the UK. Yeah. But um, like states, if you think of like governors of those states as like MPs, which is mm. technically kind of what they are in, in terms of hierarchy. Um, yeah. It's they have more control over what they say, and they actually do what's right by their state. Sure, a little bit. I'd say governors um. are basically like prime ministers of their state. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, I think about it like this: the president is like the king slash queen, right? And then Mm. you know, but you know, they're like actual king slash queen, so they've got power over the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, the governor of each state is like a mini prime minister, right? Yeah. I think the people of the country should have more vote over leaders and Mm. uh, over what actually happens and. 
it feels like people's voices are not heard in Parliament because yeah. the, the MPs that actually represent them don't are give self-serving. a shit. Self-serving, yeah. Yeah. They do I mean, want to fly think... by them because they don't want to get sacked. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I so. think it's, it's the pressure of... could, like, uh, directly petition, like, the government so they could go into the House of Commons and, like, offer a topic for them to discuss in person, mm. for example... I think that would go a long way to having more people's voices heard, right? Mm. Um, ch- sure, it you know give them a bit more work, and obviously they get to pick who they who they'd allow to come in, right? Yeah. But I don't see why we can't petition directly to our leadership like that instead of just through like forms or uh, yeah. representatives, right? I think having a mix of both is good. You have representatives to you know represent. Yeah their local areas right and then you know people from that local people from that local area could directly petition to the government to be like look this isn't being addressed this yeah. land bring up an issue yeah. could you talk there's, about this there's no fine line because because the mps are not saying what they need to and people's voices not heard then you you the only next step is to you know start doing um uh you know like Petitions and stuff, but then they don't get heard. Yeah, and then they have a you start, certain threshold. Yeah, so you know doing, how like, protests, like, which you know, can be very disruptive. In a proper like monarchy, right? A king or queen would have petitioners, right? Yeah. You know, ask them to do stuff. That's basically what I'm suggesting. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, hmm. I guess we can wrap that. I mean, if we do want to talk about it in another episode. Because it is pretty intriguing, but um, well, everyone's favorite topic, uh, geopolitics, guys. Holy crap, where do we begin? Hey, sabotaging uh, the pipeline, definitely not Russia, everybody. Yeah, was, <laughs> Matthew, please, please, do, please do enlighten us on what's happening in uh, Ukraine. Oh God, yeah. uh, they're still <laughs> making great counterattacks. Mm. I mean, they took back another region. They lost... Uh, uh, Russia lost Lyman, they didn't know, they? Yeah. they? Yeah. They lost Lyman, which is a key... Um, Russia has annexed a bunch of states they have literally no control in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, for, cool. It's not, it's not, it's they not literally valid. just went, we own that. Yeah. Like what they did in Crimea in 2014. Yeah. Um, they're threatening to use low-grade nuclear weapons, but as someone pointed it out, they are probably the least equipped themselves to deal with low-grade <laughs> nuclear weapons. Yeah. They don't, like, because their army is entirely comprised of mercenaries, conscripts, and, yeah. you know, just people they, like, picked up during the war, right? Yeah. And, like, they're untrained, they're not disciplined, and they don't have the equipment to deal with low-grade nuclear weapons. It's mm-hmm. just sword-rattling, basically. Yeah. Stop fighting against us or we'll do a bad. And, like, Let's be honest. As soon as a singular nuclear weapon is used, I I I don't think America's gonna give a shit anymore. Yeah. And I mean, they are fully aware of that, and mm. they're just saying it to sound scary. I mean, yeah. hell, um, didn't Germany like after Russia did all the threatening? Germany sent them some more anti-aircraft defenses after the drone strikes they yeah. did on a few um, cities. Mm. Every step Russia takes is just going to get worse and worse for them, right? Mm. I mean, there's this like, urge by Russia to push towards Transnistria and building a land bridge completely to cut off Ukraine from the Black Sea. Seems that way. But, like, the fact that they're losing Lyman, like, what, in Donetsk, Luhansk, like... 
That's massive. Put they are, it, was um, literally, it was a hub for the Russian offensive. They were yeah. getting a lot of their like supplies moving through there to you know their offenses and the, their offenses in the south and stuff. Mm. Yeah, they they've actually they've not got control of um, Donetsk anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even though they've quote unquote annexed it, but that doesn't mean anything in international law. Because um, guess what? Russia's also... breaking international law anyway. They also took the uh, Ukrainian leader of a uh, the guy, you know, the main guy who runs a nuclear power plant. They took him hostage. <sighs> Which they're not meant they're to do. Because the no, International no. Nuclear Proliferation uh, Group pretty much says you're not meant to do that. But here we are. It's Russia breaking international law once again. Which, yeah. They're going to they, get away with it anyway because they're on the Security Council pretty much. If you're Saddam Hussein's Iraq, they could get away... Uh, you know, everyone would be very angry at that. <laughs> America. They 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 started making uh, counterattacks again in the south, so they're pushing from the north into Luhansk, and mm. they're also now pushing into Kherson. This um, is the Ukrainians. This right? is Ukrainians yeah. are pushing now into Kherson as well, um, and if you actually look at it, they're making a big big mistake, Russia again, because they're mm. attempting to push through the north again to capture Kharkiv. Um, Recapture, yeah. Recapture Kharkiv through um, Belgorod, Bel- mm. Belgorod, Belgorod, something like that. Like, it wouldn't surprise um, me these new little. The issue was by the time they yeah. get through that, right? The Ukrainians are going to be dug in as fuck on Kharkiv, right? Yeah. And like, because this is their homeland, they're protecting it with everything. Whereas the Russians are like demoralized as yeah, fuck. Because I mean, don't we've all seen that video. Yeah. Of the uh, Russian soldiers calling Putin a knobhead, basically. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're like, why the fuck are we here? They have to do what yeah. they, you know, ordered to. Otherwise, they'd probably get shot. Because we know, we know they're not beyond war crimes. Uh, yeah, like uh, they discovered a few mass graves uh, and like with signs of those people being tortured before they were put there. So, mm. I'm not sure Big if you guys fun. heard of a weird republic of Transnistria. Uh, very uh, unusual to say yeah. the least. It's a uh, nice little breakaway state in Moldova that likes to pretend it lives in the USSR and it wants to join uh, Russia so yeah Putin pretty much sees that as an objective to also annex that if he gets the chance like, yeah. it's dumb like we're just going to see poor Russian uh, people our age you know getting sent to the front line in Ukraine for this you know special military operation oh yeah dude because yeah, yeah. they have started like full on like, cons- yeah. like you know full mobilization yeah. of, of their you know just everyone now it's yeah. not just people in their border states and everyone it's everyone of age right like yeah there was a massive uh, protest in Dagestan it led to like people clashing with police there are now people and, like, trying every- Everyone's yeah. leaving Russia. Yeah. They're trying to cross point. into Georgia and like Kazakhstan. Like the queues are like Among- a mi- a day long. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. Among- and Mongolia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's dumb. Like yeah. This I, is, I um, was re- yeah. I was sorry. So to cut you off, I was reading an article. That I thought it was quite spicy. It's, mm. uh, people are getting more and more violent against the Russian police. Mm. Like I was reading something about uh, a man Wouldn't shooting you? the recruitment. Recruitment officer. Which... Even, oh yeah, they even, blew up. Even yeah. before, even before this whole war kicked off, right? Russia has been dealing with severe rioting. Like, mm. and I mean, hell, um, you remember when they arrested the opposition leader on some bullshit charges? Yeah, like, yeah. We know he's never seen the light of day again. Hell, he's probably already dead. We've never heard anything off of him. It's pure internal instability. 
which yeah. I don't think Putin's tr- been dealing with personally. As much propaganda as they put out, there's too much shit on the internet. You can't use propaganda yeah. against people with access to the internet. It doesn't work. It doesn't matter how hard you limit the internet, people will find ways around it. Yeah, it's, like, like it's like how people can't. in China literally go over the Great Wall just to like, you know, make fun of Westerners that make fun of China. Like, there's actual people that do that. It's kind of ridiculous, but like, yeah, people find a way. It's stupid. Like, literally, like, you've seen the amount of Chinese people that participate in like, you know, Western culture. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't stop them mm. as much as people would like. As much as they like to crack down on that shit in their own country, right? Mm. Chinese dude goes on holiday, never comes back. Basically, does whatever the fuck he wants. What they yeah. can do? Can't forcibly extradite someone. It's not how that works. <laughs> right. Yeah. Speaking of instability, they... Jake, you. Oh, right, Matt. You can continue. I was going to move on, but before you do yeah. move on, they actually have posted now, uh, twelve hours ago, um, all of the confirmed, um, like destroy, like all the liquid, uh, all the aircraft and all sorts of stuff that have been destroyed in like, over Ukraine recently. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, so... none of that is actually like confirmed by outside sources. This is still a lot of what each side is saying. Yeah, so of course. But you it, do have I, to keep I, I... in mind some of it. Some of it is them just like you know trying to keep morale up. Yeah, yeah, of course. However, I still believe them over anyone else at the moment because mm. the yeah, yeah, I definitely believe them over Russia with the amount of misinformation Russia has been known to put out before. Yeah, yeah, like sixty sixty thousand troops, um, Russian troops killed, um, two thousand four hundred tanks, five thousand personnel carriers. Yeah, um, two thousand four hundred tanks. Yes. We only <laughs> have 300 in this country. Destroyed yeah. or captured, mind. Because, well, you know, we all thought the farmers doing the funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the issue really... is, the reason we have so little tanks is 90% of our stuff is in the Air Force. And, like, yeah. I think we actually have, like, what, third most aircraft carriers or something. Yeah, like but if that. our 250 tanks went up against them for 2,400 that got destroyed in Ukraine... We would probably still win that fight. Uh, we wouldn't <laughs> win, but we'd deal them significant losses, absolutely. Because numbers are still important with stuff like tanks, even if our tech's a bit better. What? But like I said, we're mainly like an Air Force Navy country anyway. Because, you know, we don't really have a way to fight a ground war to begin with. Yeah. We're an island nation, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but I'd, I'd always bet on a, a well-trained army. Absolutely. Yeah, like the Abs- fact that Russia lost forty percent of its tank fleet just proves how like inefficient it is. I would I wouldn't even <laughs> say that necessarily means the Ukrainians are better trained. Some of their forces mm. are, but a lot of them aren't. They have been trained by training. NATO recently. Mm. They've been getting additional training, yeah, but a large yeah. armies suck versus guerrilla warfare. You you, you mm. It is like you you have to make prep for that if you're a large army. Like lay some groundwork before you just invade someone. Not just randomly go. We're invading Ukraine because <laughs> guerrilla warfare is literally fucking terrible. Yeah. If you're fielding a large army and not a strong one, right? Like America in Vietnam. Wow, crazy. It's almost like history repeats itself. And like <laughs> you, like um, we were talking about it last episode. I think Matt brought up like you know how the Ukrainians are like changing. Signs, they're using yeah. paper maps instead of like you know mm. GPS ones and stuff. Um, like they know the layout of their own country way better than the Russian soldiers do. Yeah, 
And like that's just, it's a massive advantage to you fighting on the home field. Yeah. And like, oh, like you said, got, America like, made that same mistake. Mm. They have Vietnam. like all all the logistical lines as well. Like they have all all the like so much like so different many ways to get like logistics and ammunition to to the Ukrainian front lines. But the uh, Russian front like, lines is very limited at the moment. I like mm. why I'd argue this is probably even worse. Like than Vietnam in some ways for the Russians, yeah. Because or unlike then, yeah. nobody is on their side. Everyone is openly clear about giving help to Ukraine. Mm. Yeah. Hell, even China is having a go at them about it. Yeah, and India. Yeah, go figure. Right. Okay. Some of their biggest allies are giving them the L for this. Mm. It's just yeah, it's ugh. really funny. It's just sad at this point. It's basically it saying Putin shot himself in the foot. <laughs> yeah. It's like watching someone kick the shit out of a child in an orphanage, <laughs> dude. Like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> right, moving on with geopolitics. Uh, Jake, you mentioned something about instability in Iran. I'm curious. <laughs> I need a bit of context about oh. that. Yes. Oh, uh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Iran might be boogling soon. Ah, well, they're already boogling because well, Iran's Iran's a very revolution. Different. Yeah. It's a very different place. Yeah, very, yeah. It's mm. very religious. It's very conservative. <laughs> and yeah. Anything, anything that doesn't follow these conservative rules is just dealt with. Disgustingly, you are taken in for re-education. Like, yeah, yeah, like what what happened was a woman didn't wear her headdress properly, mm. and the police just beat the shit out of her and killed her. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely disgusting, and because mm. of that, people from a re- all of the country are protesting. Mm. A protest in a country like that means you must have serious balls doing that. Because the yeah. police will just open fire on you. Isn't this the quote-unquote morality right police that in our yes. to enforce yes. Sharia yeah. law? Um, yeah, or something stupid. Yeah. yeah. So the the problem, the thing is, right? They have done riots before over shit like this, right? Because this is going, be- this has been going on for fucking years, right? Mm. And I mean, like, it doesn't really have to be like a severe fucking. Like, infraction either. Like, you could legit have a strand of hair out of your fucking, like, scarf of your woman, right? And then yeah, beat the yeah. living shit out of you, right? Mm. To re-educate you, uh, uh, yeah. right? But this is by far the worst instance of rioting and just, you know, large-scale destruction, really. Mm. Yeah. A lo- like, um... Pretty much everybody in every class of living there has just said, fuck it. <laughs> This like we've had enough, you know. Whereas previously, it's been specific groups of people, like the Kurds or the Turks, or you know, stuff the like press that. Groups right? in Iran, yeah. Mm. But, but like, it... even the rich people are having enough of this shit, right? And they're mm. out on the street throwing Molotovs at the police, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> tear gas and like shields are great and all, mm. until someone throws a brick at your fucking head and your helmet breaks, right? Yeah. It's... Like, unless yeah, they are willing to open, fu- unless they are willing to open fire on civilians, which I'll be honest, ninety percent of military personnel will probably not be willing to do. Some of them will, absolutely, right. Mm. Most of them probably won't because they know people in that crowd, right? Yeah, that's the scary thing about a revolution, right? Because like, unlike um, the problem is the current leader of Iran 
is mm. completely inflexible about these rules. Previously, you know, the previous leaders have been sort of, you know, modernizing a little bit, letting oh, people do reasonable leader, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the current leader of Iran went straight hard ass fucking traditionalism, and it's just bit him in the ass, really. Yeah. Is this not a good look? Um, I think so. I'm not oh, sure. Second I, I, I'm bad of names. Iran. Yeah, yeah. Of course, they've only had two. It's a Islamic Republic, guys. I swear. Yeah. The, yeah. the previous leader actually busted out quite a few reforms, to be honest. Mm. But this dude, this dude is just a piece of shit, really. Yeah. Because remember, religious repression is a very good, healthy for your country. Yes, yes, mm. for sure. Ah, uh, President. Yeah. Uh, President Ibrahim Raisi, my bad, you know, whatever. I'll just butcher that pronunciation anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, It's not like, it's not like, what, what is Iran going to do about me doing that anyway? What, they're going to drone strike me? Good luck with that one. Uh, Mr. Obama. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He lives in London. Drone strike up. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, I'm pretty sure I'm banned from China anyway, considering the stuff I said about China, so whatever. (laughs) Just be very quiet if I visit. Like Let's go. <laughs> I can suggest a very quick topic on geopolitics. Mm-hmm. What do you all think about the state of Italy at the moment? Oh, yeah. They just voted in a far-right government, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, uh, they've gone back fascist. Yeah. What is this, Hearts of Iron 4? What the fuck is going on? But this is where I hit you with the technically fascism isn't actually far right, but I get <laughs> yeah, what you're trying no, no. to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's not it a good look. Yeah. Absolutely not. Right? But no. I think we'll just have to wait and see. Mm. A, because I don't really speak Italian, right? So mm. we're just being fed like the popular line. Mm. From yeah. like... And, like we don't know a lot of the internal situation or how the people living there feel about it, right? Mm. If they think... If the people living there think that's the right government for them whatever, right? Um, we'll just have to see uh, what they get up to, really. Um, since, yeah. you know... Sorry. Um, keep an eye on their policies, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, what's happened to this? I haven't really heard about this. Oh, so there's a basically a general election in Italy, and they voted in a far-right government? Yeah. Yep. Is that the oh, brothers of very... or something? They're very anti-LGBT, um, they're anti-abortion, uh, mm. even though it's a woman who runs the country now, they're relatively against women's rights, um, mm. and they've made it all very clear, and Italy have still voted in that government. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think it it's kind of reminds me of uh, Trump in that way, and that um, mm. perhaps they're voting in someone who, like different in the hopes that things will change. Mm, yeah, like this weird movement to like, the right. Regardless yeah. of how, like, you know, rude and disgusting they are, right? Mm. They just want to, you know, try and make a difference in their country and prevent it from stagnating. Yeah, right? they're the most nationalist yeah. people, aren't they? Like, patriotic. Yeah. So... The, like, people on the right tend to be more nationalist as well, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying there aren't le- people on the left who are nationalist as well, because, mm. you know, you can be left and a nationalist, if, even if it's a bit weird. Yeah. But, like, uh, the trend goes, further right you get, the more nationalist your beliefs become. Mm. Which, so, um, maybe a lot of these people were voting in, like, the nationalist side of this party rather than, you know... 
the fascistic side, yeah. Yeah, and like they obviously probably uh while they have been open about it, I doubt they were like advertising the fact that they hate women or whatever, right? No, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the whole campaign was advertising to end because Italy's going through a climate, well, not climate, going through like a living crisis, like our costs are going up and they're struggling. Mm. Like that every other country in existence that. currently, yeah. yeah. Mm. And um, I mean, there's a lot of like far right parties across the EU. I think the Swedish far right party has made like gains. It's like the second biggest party in Sweden now. Mm. Um, yeah, it's Here just yeah, far right parties they've all over been, the place. They've yeah. been uh, the Swedish far right party anyway. The reason they've gained a lot of ground is just because like uh, because of how lax the pre the either the previous or the current government's been with immigration. Uh, and I mean, like, oh, yeah. this isn't this isn't like the good kind of immigration, you know, where they like you know accept ref accept refugees well, that they can actually house. It's more just sort of come in, you know, which well, is like that. I've got nothing against accepting refugees, but if you've got nowhere to house them, you're just actively making it worse for them. Mm. Well, isn't Sweden like officially like the rape capital of the world as well now? Um, yeah, uh, uh, oh, great. it's got the highest the highest level of like rape. And I mean, cases. um. I mean, mm. I know a kid who lives in Sweden, right? He hangs around our group sometimes when we're playing games. And I mean, um, he's talking about how, like, he lives in one of the nicer regions that he isn't in this situation. Mm. But he's talking, like, over there on their equivalent of eBay, you can buy, like, bulletproof vests, right? Because gun crime has become a real problem in specific regions. Like, mm. if you live mm. in certain places, yeah. you you are advised not to go outside without wearing a bulletproof vest. Nice. That's that is fucking ridiculous, yeah. right? And I can see why the far right party way. would gain, you know, ground basing their, you know, policies on preventing that, which the yeah. normal government should be working towards as well. But they fall into that trap of, uh, you know, they're trying to stick to an ideal they can't possibly enforce. Mm. Mm. It's yeah. good to accept refugees and immigrants and stuff like that, right? Absolutely. Mm. Mm-hmm. But you have to know where your limit is. You need the infrastructure to support them, yeah. You need the infrastructure to support them, and, um, you know, you need to not abandon your own people as well. Mm. You yeah. need to, you know, strike an accord. Yeah, it's about Otherwise, you're going to run into problem, right? Because um, while having multiple cultures in an area is good for growth, right? Yeah. You also have to integrate that slowly into your environment. Like culture shock is very real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things the UK has done well in that regard, I mean, obviously it's been slated for like, oh, like these refugees are on a Calais border, but we don't have the infrastructure for them yet. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, like, in terms of doctors and stuff, we struggle with it nowadays around our area. Like, but we don't outright deny them either. No, but I mean, it. The thing is, is that they're, they're already in France. I mean, that sounds really horrible. They could they could stay in France um, for now. It's not a bad country. In fact, arguably, it's better than the UK at the moment. It's it's a very questionable thing. I, if I was a refugee, I think I'd rather stay in the EU than say to go to the UK at the moment. The yeah. only benefit the is issue, free the healthcare, issue, right? And like from being part of the community that a lot of these people are from, right? Yeah. There's this ideal of the UK being this like strong pillar of the West, really, right? A really strong country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of these people 
unfortunately they're uneducated because they've just not had the chance to, you know, Actually get an education, like. right? Um, so there's two methods that go, they either go through the illegal method or the legal method, right? Legal method is they learn some basic English, right? They come mm-hmm. over while, you know, get married to someone over here, right? You know, use that little, uh, I won't really call it a loophole, but use that, like, you know, yeah, bit of uh, legality there. And, like, um, they, you know, move to the same community over here that they had back home. And, you know, just work and send money back to support their families, right? Mm. And a lot of those people don't ever leave those communities, right? Yeah. They stay, they stay as insiders in their communities and, you know, work themselves lack to of the integration. burn and have to go yeah. back. And there's, there's just no integration, exactly, mm. right? Uh, and th- this is... It's not all of the community, don't get me wrong, because there are some very well-educated people that come over right now and, you yeah. know, make a living. But uh, a large majority of it is, like, those kind of people, right? Mm. Well, I say this as, like, a second-generation immigrant, like, because my parents are from the Philippines. Like, they've yeah. integrated very well to British culture. Like, they still try and maintain that cultural link to home, if that makes sense. It's healthy to have a cultural identity. It's yeah. not healthy to isolate yourself within it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Which I kind of get with this whole far right-wing surge in mainland Europe, which is concerning. It's concerning, yes, but you got to understand that these people it's a re- are... It's a reaction to, to, it's a reaction yeah, yeah. to the poor pushed, government. Yeah, they're being pushed yeah. into that direction. Like, this mm. country will get pushed into that direction if a party rose up to promise to fix all the issues we have and actually have a good good agenda and a good, like... Um, yeah. And to be fair, I mean, quite recently, Labour got a massive boost. I mean, what, 56% Poland currently, right? Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. Hmm. And That's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, like they got a massive boost with Liz Truss's absolute abomination of a budget, right? Yeah, which, <laughs> oh my god, like it's the fact that as soon as they announced that budget, it pretty much just dipped. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, there's what was our... a complete lack of trust. <laughs> yeah, a lack of trust, should I say? She's been the prime minister for like two weeks, and she she was making like. Like major changes that affect the economy. I mean, mm. that's, good that's ones. what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, but like, if there was a party that rose up in the UK that sort of said the same things that, uh, say, the ones in Italy did, that they could fix everything, and they actually had a good way to do it, and they proved it. They had like an action plan. Yeah, an action plan and stuff like that, which is a lot of parties don't have at the moment. Yeah, Labour are getting there with one, um, mm. but the problem is with Labour is they they do everything. All of their policies and stuff come from just spiting the conservatives. Yeah, like yes, this it's very is what reactionary. Gonna yeah, we're going to do the complete opposite, and then there's another policy. Parties there. suffer from that immensely, though. They yeah. like they don't they can't compromise on anything ever. Yeah, and like it makes it just makes them look really petty, right? And like mm. what people are looking for in leadership is not petty squabbling, right? Mm. Yeah, they're looking for someone who can actually, you know, make a difference in their lives. Which I get like... this whole apathy to politics now. It does make sense looking at it from this perspective. Yeah, it looks fucking hopeless to someone who isn't really in, look like looking outside and isn't really into politics, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It, uh, just to you know reiterate, um, the, the, like 
unless you're into politics, it's very hard to see how you can affect big decisions. And yeah. when you see the people making those big decisions run the country in the ground, and you've seen them do it time after time after time through yeah, several apathy. general elections, yeah. right? You just stop giving a shit naturally because yeah. you're like, what's the point? It's going to be the same anyway, right? And that's a lot of the trap a lot of the people are in currently. I mean, hell. Mm-hmm. As far as like local elections go, I'm gonna you know actively look into stuff, but I couldn't really give a shit as far as general National, elections go. Yeah. Well, pointless, right? Mm. I've fallen into that trap a little myself. I mean, hell, I'm probably gonna vote Green Party in the general election because fuck it, I, I don't, I, I don't want to commit my vote to any of the other two. They're all shit. The problem <laughs> is, is that this is this is the problem at the moment because a lot of the people I know that have actually done that, but. The thing is, is that we need change in a party, and if you don't vote for one of these two main parties, that's this is the problem. You, it's just a wasted vote. You're just going to end up with. That's a logical fallacy in itself, though. You have to mm-hmm. vote those two parties, or it's a wasted vote because a lot of people think that way. We will always be stuck in those two parties, right? Uh, and it's not a problem you can solve, really. Like it's one. It's yeah. like the whole idea. Like, what if we all just didn't vote? Right, yeah. it's not going to happen. Someone will key in a vote. It's and it's the same yeah. with like um, you know, uh, we, what if a new, new third party appears that you know is genuinely decent? A lot of people yeah, would be fine. too afraid to make that jump and will vote just to do flagship parties but and the will be stuck in the same problem. You've got the two main parties, obviously the two opposite ends of the spectrum, but there is no middle ground. You've got well, you like the far, Dems, but why would you far right? Uh, the, <laughs> the issue li- is there will never be a good middle ground with these with partisan politics the way they are currently, right? Yeah. Hell, uh, with the where human nature is, hmm. people a lot of people will base their identity around something, and as when politics are involved, people will just base their identity around left or right. right yeah yeah there isn't really a strong movement of people identifying with the center to begin with mm-hmm. well, this is the problem is that like every other party it's it's, it's it, they're a joke they're all joke it's just um like the green party if you if you want to go green party that just they don't have any real ideas on how to run a country it's all just in hmm and you've got like Lib Dems who are very like uh, we like what the Conservatives are doing and we also like this what the Labour are doing so it is a middle ground but yeah. they're just they're just closeted Conservatives that have no idea how to I'm going run to say countries. they it's are just... not a middle ground they are the idea of a middle ground that doesn't exist they are exactly, 90% yeah, yeah. Conservatives and they agree with Labour on like three points 10% yeah. yeah yeah it's just there's no as far as it goes in terms of like um, parties, it is one of the two main parties. Unless a new one appears, it, it's it's either in England you've got Conservative Labour, in Wales you've got like Conservative Labour, Plaid Cymru, you've got Scotland's SNP. Got SNP and yeah, to be fair, much. To be fair I don't really consider like the country specific parties really they're yeah. pretty much never going to be in the running anyway just because of the way voting the way our votes work right mm. number of people just isn't enough to vote those people in yeah to like well, big yeah. parliament anyway obviously, but, um, well, obviously they do have their own like you know like they have their own governments in their respective countries yeah yeah, yeah. like obviously, we've just, they, like we've just fallen into a mire really would no really easy way out, right? We're just sinking below the surface currently. 
And like yeah. it's like I was saying, even if a centrist party appears that has several good ideas, lots of people are probably not gonna jump ship. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'd, I'd be down personally to do that, but I don't think a lot of other people would be on board just because of the amount of times we've been burned by this, right? Yeah. It's very mm. easy to become cynical when yeah. everything looks hopeless, right? It's very easy. Mm. Uh, God, we're on one hour now. Damn. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, what do we want to talk about now? It's either we can do the history of Shell or we can talk about Stoicism. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what Stoicism is, if you want to enlighten me. Alright. <laughs> it's bullshit, but I'll let Nero explain before I have a go well, at it. Really? Okay. Well, I know. It, it's helped with my mental health, really. I mean, a lot of people say it's a dead philosophy. Fine. But it, it, it's fine. about... If it it's helps about... you personally, yeah. that's fine. But I take several issues with that myself. Yeah, It's kind of based around the idea of um, self-discipline and self-control with like actions and whatnot. Uh, how you should ch- ch- try and live like a somewhat virtuous life, if that makes sense. Uh, mm. Morals and whatnot. Typical philosophy, mumbo-jumbo. Everything's based around natural law. Which is kind of something I agree with based on how I view morality of humans specifically. Everything you do has meaning as yeah, well much. as stoicism is concerned. It's like um, it's very manifesty, if that makes sense. Like it's like manifest yeah. des- manifest destiny type thing, yeah. right? You it's kind you, of agree with it, yeah. What you put in is what you get out, right? Yeah. If you have responsibilities, you know, you get stuff out of those responsibilities, which yeah. that on its own is, isn't a bad idea. Where I take issue with it, right, mm. is its discussions of meaning. Mm. There are plenty of completely meaningless actions, right? I think yeah. we can all agree on that, right? Well, yeah. This whole idea that everything you do has some sort of cosmic significance, right? Complete bullshit. Well, right? that's not... It's, to be fair, it's kind of based as well how you I'm, interpret I'm exaggerating but, a little yeah. bit. Right. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but yeah. um, just to, you know, illustrate my point a little, right? Um, and then it's that whole idea that everything you do affects the outcome of it. There are a lot of things that are completely out of your control as well. Well, that's right? what stoicism is about. It's more about controlling your own actions and emotions and things that are outside of your control you can't that's, necessarily That's touch. what I mean. Your yeah. actions and emotions to some degree are also outside of your own control and we've mm. pl- proved that empirically, right? right? Mm. Um, mental health is the you know clearest thing about that, right? Yeah. Um, while some people have the willpower to, you know, push through that kind of thing. There are plenty of people who have, like, mental health issues They that completely distort their view of reality, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Stoicism isn't really going to help a schizophrenic, right? Yeah. As an example. Uh, well, I'm taking it more from, like, a generalist perspective, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, like... like I, I'm not sure you've heard of the Latin phrase memento mori, which is about yeah. remember death. It's more about trying to... For me, the way I interpret it is is like stoicism's about trying to live life, like, let's say tomorrow might be your last day, like, trying to live it to, like, the fullest, if that makes sense. That's pretty much yeah. my interpretation. Philosophy in general... Yeah. Um, is a touchy subject, yeah. It's a touchy subject to begin with, right? Yeah. And, like, different types of philosophies keep different types of people running, right? Yeah. I mean... Um, I've done 
read, read into quite a bit of philosophy right to mm. the point where i can't take like one objective philosophy like one cohesive philosophy very seriously right yeah um reason being um a lot of them cover the same things but it's people analyzing life in general from their own experiences right yeah, yeah. and when you're analyzing something from your own experience um observer bias is a big problem mm. it's impossible to objectively analyze experiences and follow one based philosophy yeah yeah right and like each like every single philosophical viewpoint is built on one central idea yeah and mm. that alone for me uh sort of devalues it a little bit right because yeah, life is significantly more complicated than one or two core values yeah um, and I mean, like, we know that emotions themselves are affected by chemical reactions in our body, right? Neurotransmitters yeah. and the like. Uh, so, like, while I can understand why stoicism would help some people, you know, get your life in order, get things yeah, in order for yourself, yeah. right? You know, lock down your own life and then, you know, you'll be able to affect other things first. Yeah. Um, me personally... um because of the amount of things outside of your control, simply mm. focusing on yourself isn't a good idea, I yeah. think. Right? You've got to maintain a lot of... Uh, how, do, how do I put this? Um, you've got to keep in mind that um, a lot of the things you try to get in control will continually move outside of it. Yeah, yeah. It's more based on an objective... Yeah, get that. Objectivity, yeah. If you take philosophy as a... Ideally, this is where I would like to be. That is probably the healthiest way to... Yeah, that... Is it, right? Like, I don't go as far as saying stoicism is going to rule my life. No, God, no. Exactly. It's it's just a... For me, it's just like a... Not necessarily a belief system. It's more like a code to follow, if that makes sense. Philosophy philosophy and religion are quite intertwined intertwined in that respect, right? Because um, a lot of people, a lot of religious people like to argue that we wouldn't have morals without religion, which is complete asinine bullshit. Because my argumentation of natural law is based on... Philosophy literally exists, right? And plenty of cultures with no interaction with each other have, you know certain laws that are, you know... Based around morality, set. yeah. yeah. Um, religious people will take this to argue, like, oh, look, this is proof of God. No. No, no it's not. It's just the human um, condition, yeah. What it's proof of is that we are social creatures that um, have realised that um, we have a higher chance of survival when we're in a group. Yeah. Each society that approaches these set of rules approaches them from a different perspective. What is evil and what is good is defined entirely by a specific society. The Aztecs yeah. committed human sacrifice, right? Um, does that mean that they were, you know, child? That they, they just ran around killing people or that, you know, their society was worse than another one? They were more evil or more good? No. In our standards, that'd be evil as fuck, right? But in their yeah. standards, that's perfectly fine. They're appeasing their sun god, right? Yeah. To yeah. prevent the masses from starving or whatever, right? I'm not entirely sure what the Aztec religion did. I'm not a, like, archaeologist or anything. Yeah. Or a historian, right? But, like, you get where I'm coming from. Yeah, you right? can't make the argumentation that morals are based on God, because, like, 
humanity is naturally going to have moral values anyway, which is kind of why I subscribe to Stoicism any, any, in the first any place, species, pretty much. Any species with intelligence. Yeah. Any species with intelligence. Yeah. Uh, and, like, philosophy is along the same vein of religion, right? Different societies will approach different problems in different ways, and that leads yeah. to different viewpoints. And, yeah, there you go. And I mean, like, we we saw, there are plenty of bad philosophies out there, nihilism yeah. being the number one, when literally the creator of the, you know, philosophy oh, right. really said, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, I, I was so impressed with Spock when I made awful, this. Yeah, it was such an awful, like, plot for me at one point, like, being a nihilist is awful. And the whole idea that all of your actions will have no meaning in the greater cosmos, well, obviously, damn, but why should that affect you? Right. Yeah. And like, and I mean, hell, right? This is this is sort of depressing, right? But humans have affected the universe on a cosmological scale. Global warming. <laughs> yeah. Pollution, right? Running our planet into the ground is a very real example of nihilism being complete bullshit. Yeah. Damn. One I'm, hour eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's sending satellites into space, you know? Like, yeah. we've got plenty of examples of affecting the universe on a cosmological scale, right? Mm. It may be infinites- infinitesimally small, but it's there. Yeah. Oh, well, that was an interesting wrap, I guess. I guess we can leave it Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, that we was... Did, a... We did ramble quite a bit, oh, yeah. but it's fine. But we don't care, you know? Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, we got pretty much everything gone. So, yeah. Anyway... That's the end of this episode, so, uh, bye. <laughs> L, L plus ratio plus life is meaningless, X day. Oh, yeah, nihilism's kind of cringe, lol. <laughs>